Hey homies, it's Michelle Bennett, graphic designer, turn marketer, turn interior decorator, and apparently now podcast host. That's right, peeps. I selfishly started a podcast so that I would have an excuse to pick the brains of designers, decorators, and industry experts so that I can get to the next level. And the best part is you guys are coming with me. Hey guys, I am here today again with Crispin Butterfield, principal designer at Urban Theory Design. And actually, Crispin is my very first guest that the very first person I ever interviewed, number one. And number two, the very first person who is coming back for a second time. So that's pretty cool. Thank you so much for being here, Crispin. Hey. I feel honored. I'm like, I'm like the repeat podcaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to, basically you're going to be, you don't know it yet, but you're going to be like my recurring guest. So okay. you're like my correspondent. Okay. I don't really know what correspondent means and I don't think I'm using that right, but that's okay. I, I like it. It sounds I like good to it me. too. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, here's the deal guys. Uh, Crispin has been in business for over 15 years. So she, She's been, well, fif- yeah, 15 years. Is 15 year years, us. not over, 15 years. Um, and if you want to learn a little bit more about kind of like her backstory, I would highly recommend going back to episode four. So episode four, she talks to us a little bit about how to break up with a client. Mm-hmm. So go check it out if you want to learn a little bit more about her backstory. But what we're going to talk about today is networking. So yeah, yeah I'm pretty excited about this, Crispin, and actually I feel like I should have had this conversation with you a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> Before I, I wasted some That's okay. Time. It's, uh, it's better late than never, right? Exactly. <laughs> but actually, when, when Crispin and I first chatted, we ended up talking a lot longer on the call for that episode four podcast. And we talked a little bit about networking and she had so many cool ideas. Of, and I'm sure they're all based on her own experience. And I have been pretty open in my Facebook group, Business Homies, if you're not a member, you should go check it out, um, that one of the goals that I set for myself this year was to do more networking, which is hilarious because I feel, I don't know if you've done this, Crispin, where Mm -hmm. you're like, I never want to do, you you tell yourself about something and you're Mm -hmm. like, I'm never going to do that. Never Mm -hmm. been that for me. I'm not doing it. And now here I am saying, okay, well, that's like a goal for my year. Oh, it's cute. And exactly. It's so cute. It's like, it, it's yeah. like, we should all just realize that those things that we're saying we don't want to do and we're yeah. distant towards are just things we should probably be doing. Absolutely. I, they're almost like little hints from the universe. The things that are, you're sort of adverse to, yeah, you know, that you know are good for you, but you're like, oh, I don't want to do it. I wanna, that's because you're supposed to be doing it, honestly. <laughs> you know what? I think that is mm-hmm. a nugget. Mm-hmm. I think everybody should. I think that's a really good one. Um, I mean, within reason, obviously, but the yeah. things that you know are good for your business and good for you personally and professionally. And then you're sort of thinking, I don't want to do it. I don't want to. It's because <laughs> you're supposed to be doing it. That's where your growth is. You know, those little, those little things that you just feel fear or you're kind of weary about and you it's your growth. That's where your growth lies. That's kind of, I, if you subscribe to this theory and I kind of do, that's the universe sort of leading you down the path and you have to jump on those and make the decision to do it. I am all about the universe. Cause I feel like it's like, 
I don't care how woo-woo it is. I'm yeah. into it. And the universe is leading me all the freaking time. So, yeah. um, but another, and another goal of mine, not just the networking was like, I really wanted to go after a wealthier client. And I really mm-hmm. personally felt like my immediate circle of influence and the people in my life are not the type of clients that I'm after. Mm-hmm. They are not. And that's not to say that necessarily they wouldn't spend the kind of money I'm looking for, but, but realistically speaking, I'm trying to find a client that is going to want to spend 50 grand plus on furnishings. Mm-hmm. And the people that I, I frequent, the people I see on the regular, the places I'm going to are not those people. Yeah. So networking it is. So <laughs> why don't you, um, first of all, why don't, do you want to share a little bit about your experiences maybe early on and what's changed for you as far as, um, what networking looks like for you? Yeah, sure. Um, I still don't, I can't say that I hate it, but do I love (laughs) it? Do I, does it jazz me up? No, you know, (laughs) like network, it depends on what the event is. It depends on who's going to be there, all those factors. Right. Um, so it's not like I switched my thinking and I love it, but I did switch my thinking, from years ago where I was, you know, literally trembling at the knees thinking, oh no, I have to schmooze. I don't like schmoozing. I have to go talk to strangers. I don't like talking to strangers. It's those things that you sort of tell yourself in those stories that sort of hang you up and keep you from growing and keep you from actually realizing it's not that bad. And once you do it a few times, it's like riding a bike. You do it a couple of times, you get really good at riding your bike. So for me, networking is definitely, um, it's practice and it's forcing myself to kind of, depending, you know, no matter how I feel at that day, at that specific time, I have to literally throw that out the window and tell myself, even if I don't feel it, you tell yourself until you tell yourself, okay, this is going to be fabulous. I'm going to make great people or meet great people. These people want to meet me. Um, you know, it's going to be easy. It's going to be fun. I remember... (laughs) After I moved to, um, I'm in Kelowna now, but I was in Manitoba for 20 something years growing up. And after I moved to Kelowna, I had no contacts. I had no business um, uh, affiliations. Like I had nothing. I was starting from scratch again in a new city. And I remember going to um, like a CHBA, which is like Home Builders Association, an event after five. And I remember moving to this new city and my confidence was kind of shaken. Um, it's starting from, yeah, starting from the ground up and you think everything you did for the past 15 years is going to work great here. No, it's a new city. It's like you're building a new baby, a new business. So you had to go and network. And it's, I feel like when you're 25, Mm. you know, around that age, you're kind of fearless and you kind of like, I, can I say this word? Like I had way more balls back then. (laughs) I look at the things I did or the things I attempted without even batting an eye. And then you tap on, you know, another 10 years and you sort of over experience and time, you build up this little layer, little layers of fear. So for me, networking 10 years later, um, I just, I was like, oh man. And I, I just was not feeling it. I was not feeling the mojo at all. <laughs> and I remember driving down, I live up kind of on the backside of a mountain. I remember driving down the hill, down to this event downtown, verbally out loud saying, this will be easy. This will be fun. People already like you. People already know you. People want to get to know you. All these dumb things that you're like, if anyone beside me, you know, at the red light could, could hear what's going on what a gong show that girl is, but those types of things you have to tell yourself. And I find that, uh, as a tip in terms of networking, if you get really, you know, anxious and you're thinking, Oh man, I don't know what to talk about. I don't, before you even get to that event, you need to prep yourself and you need to relax a little bit and like 
to like I did. You have to tell yourself it's going to be easy. It's going to be fun. You're going to meet great people. People already like you. People already want to know you. So when you switch your mindset and you tell yourself these things, you start to actually believe what you're telling yourself. And um, I mean, it's practice. It doesn't always get you to where you want to be as soon as you show up at this event. But for me, doing that consistently over and over kind of did set that tone in my own brain and you're kind of your monkey brain. You know, you tell yeah. yourself all these crazy stories. At least I was telling myself good stories in that moment. Yeah. And I always found that I had better experiences. I was more relaxed. Um, I wasn't so self-conscious about what people were thinking or, you know, during a conversation, what they were thinking or if they were judging you, you just kind of let that go. So for me, I'd always kind of, I prep with sort of these little stories. If I feel myself getting a little anxious, you know, that's the first thing I go to is this is easy. This is fun. People want to meet you. You're going to have a blast. Da, da, da. That's sort of how I prep myself into going to a networking event. Okay. So I love all of that. (laughs) I I couldn't agree more. Like we got to convince ourselves and you got to put some positivity into your brain. Yeah. It'll go crazy. So because I am not afraid to admit, and I tell people every time, like this podcast is very selfish Mm -hmm. and I just assume that it's also just going to be helpful to other people, but selfishly, I'm going to ask you this question Yeah, Um, because I am looking to, and I think we've talked about this before, bump shoulders with like, you know, a wealthier client Mm -hmm. essentially. Mm -hmm. And you know what? And it's not even to say necessarily like the people that I'm going to meet are going to be my clients. But the fact is, you know, going to these events where people are not just like, people like me, people, it's like, I'm putting, mm-hmm. and to be honest, doing that alone, like the idea of going to a networking is one thing, you know, mm-hmm. a networking event is one thing, but then thinking about for me going to a networking event where the point of it is to go and be surrounded by people who are wealthy, potentially mm-hmm. that's a whole other level of like scariness because mm-hmm. there's the whole, like the mindset issues of like, I don't belong here. Yeah, they're going to look at me and go like, who are you? Why are you Mm -hmm. here? Um, But so number one, that's, I was a bit of a tangent, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) can I, um, can I speak on that for one second? Like, cause exactly that was sort of a point I was thinking, like, how could we segue into that? And it's exactly what you're talking about is you're already in, you know, past tense, right? You've gone to an event, you're thinking you're bumping shoulders, rubbing shoulders with a higher class of human. That's the story you're telling yourself. Yes. They are thinking, who is she? They're, they're picking you out and sort of zeroing in on you. This is what you're telling yourself. And like, they're figuring out that you don't belong there. Right. So those are again that's just the story that we've created and told ourselves they might make more money than you or I you know they might live in a uh, you know double the size of square footage they might live a different lifestyle but you have to break it down into they are human we are human <laughs> and this is another thing I have to tell you know I working my way up too is like telling myself is like we're exactly the same we drive different vehicles. We have different lifestyles. However, honestly, we're people. We have same needs. We have same problems. We have, you know, anxieties in life. And like, we all share so much common, like so many common threads. I had to tell myself too, going into these situations where yes, physically, you know, um, they might, yes, be considered technically like upper class or in that category. However, they're no better or different than I am. Uh, we're still people. We're still humans. And I, that's just, again, just the story and the wiring that you're telling yourself. 
um, and switching that nar- the dialogue in your head instead of looking at them as sort of like ooh 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 on a pedestal. You know, it's like you can respect and appreciate what they've worked to attain. However, at the end of the day, we're exactly the same. Like they're no better, they're no different. Like we're so when you kind of view your clients and some of your wealthier clients in that light. It, it alleviates some of the stress and some of the, like, I don't belong and your sense of insecurity. And it kind of, at least for me, puts that into perspective. It's like, yes, they live in a big house. Yes, they drive multiple cars. Yes, they have all this stuff, right? And you kind of go, like, oh, that's impressive and maybe scary. But on the other hand, they're human. I'm human. Like, they're, we're no different. They're exactly the same. And that sort of, I have to give myself a reality check. Like, you know, yeah, they are different, but really, they're not. They're not that different. You kind of human, you have to humanize your clients in a way too, because if you're always sort of walking around thinking, you know, you've got them on this pedestal and they, they're, they're in a different category and like that type of, that's dangerous thinking um, because you'll never, you'll never look at yourself in this with the same esteem or the same respect. If you're always putting people ahead of, do you know what I'm trying? Yeah. Yeah. What I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. hundred percent. And to be honest, like, okay, so I have realized, so, okay, I, I just recorded actually um, tomorrow's episode. I'm doing a solo episode tomorrow, and mm-hmm. it's just kind of like about how starting my business has transformed me, but mm-hmm. I still know there's like so much to, you know, there's still a lot mm-hmm. of work um, to be done as far as my mindset on certain things, and yeah. like my whole life, I've always had confidence issues and I've always done things where I've always done this thing where it's like certain people will intimidate me and I will mentally believe like I'm not good enough compared to this Mm -hmm. person, whether they're like really pretty or really smart or really wealthy or just intimidating in some way, really cool. And I'm like, Uh I'm not good enough for this person. So then what happens is like, when I feel that level of intimidation is like the only way I'm intimidated by a certain type of person. Yeah. And in this case, I would say it's probably like I'm intimidated by like the success of a person and I don't feel worthy mm-hmm. of that person to be around that person or whatever it is. And it's something that I know about myself. And I know um, that while, you know, I've, you know, I've changed and I've improved in so many ways, confidence wise, I still have Mm -hmm. a lot of work to do. And Mm -hmm. I know that I, if I'm going to start trying to go after a wealthier client, I need to nip that in the bud before it's problematic. So I actually met with like, um, a lady who does like mindset coaching where it's looking to dig deep into your subconscious because Mm -hmm. it is really good. She was talking to me about this. She was saying like, it is really good for you to be able to give yourself those positive affirmations. But at the end of the day, even the way deep, back part of your mind Mm -hmm. you there's something going on back there that will like you'll never Mm -hmm. truly believe it like you can Mm -hmm. tell yourself something till you know forever and it's never really going to to help you well that can help a lot of people but I know that I have this like mindset issue that I need to work on Mm -hmm. so so I agree but at least I think that the the greatest thing you've just said though is like you're self-aware you're aware of that and that's like that's little girl Michelle like little six-year-old seven-year-old eight-year-old somewhere back in there and honestly do people ever truly work through those issues 100%, even like the Tony Robbins or yeah. Brene Brown? Like they, I, I mean, who's to say? I think they've worked through it 
uh, probably farther. Uh, that's what, yeah. I think, you know, that's something we're always working because there's always something, you know, that will, you think you've dealt with it and there's a little trigger or something, you know, yeah. personality and your energy. It's like a mirror. Someone shows up and it's the mirror of something in you shows up in them. And it's just a reminder that that's, you know, that's where you need to work on yourself in terms of empathy and self-love and all that all that jazz. So as long as you're the, the, you know, that's the greatest hurdle It's like how many people are not self-aware even. So oh you're aware. God. Yeah. You're aware <laughs> and you're, you're taking steps. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just, when you catch yourself, this is tricky because we're so used to just thinking thoughts and just letting, just running with them and letting them take over. And it's like, it's literally practice. You catch yourself thinking certain things. So about a client or that they're intimidating or you're at a networking event and you're thinking like, Oh my goodness, I don't belong here. Soon as those things pop into your head, you, you have to take charge of that and you have mm-hmm. to flip it around and tell yourself the exact opposite, you know? Yeah. And the more you do that, honestly, it's a shift and it's a shift in your belief system. Um, until you challenge yourself and actually do that. Cause it sounds kind of silly and you know, you're in the moment, you don't do it. You have to do it yeah. or you won't progress. And you'll always feel inferior to the clients you want to go after. And then let me tell you those clients, um, a lot of them pick up, I mean, it's just human nature. It's energy. It's everything. So yeah. your, your clients that you want to go after when you're in the same space as them, if you're not feeling confident, if you're not feeling all the positive vibes and all that, people pick up on that, you know, and it's just sort of like this uneasiness. And when it comes time to, okay, we need to pick a designer, people go with people they feel comfortable with at their own level, you know? And yeah, if you, if you're not working on those things and sort of literally stopping yourself in your own tracks and telling yourself the opposite of what your mind thinks it's telling you, um, yeah, you won't, you won't kind of connect with these people long-term. I agree. And I am going to figure that. I'm going to crack that nut. <laughs> going to be. I'm scary. still, honestly, to be honest, like I still, I feel like I've come a long way for sure, and I've had enough experience now where it's not, it's just more natural to me. But there are moments where I've got some pretty powerful clients, and you know, something, a situation, or just, you know, there's something they say, or they, they, you know, they just have sometimes a way of letting you know that they're where they're at, you know? Yeah. Um, and it catches you for a moment and you're thinking, Oh, oh, oh. And like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, we're exactly the same. Like we all have problems. We all have issues. We all have amazing things and things to be grateful for. We're exactly the same. It just looks different right now. Yeah. So it's just check. It's checking yourself when you're, you're, you start telling yourself your belief systems and your patterns pop up. It's challenging those so that you can break through that and grow and move past that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so what? Now we talked uh, when we were not recording anymore. The last time we chatted, you mm-hmm. talked about a whole bunch of awesome ideas. Mm-hmm. I'd love it if you would share with um, the listeners some of these places where you think are really great. Um, ah, okay. Network, like networking, networking, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, okay, so for me, I mean, it's it might be different for somebody else, but for me, mm-hmm. um, I find a lot of these clients, like your sort of your target audience are, they run in the same circles for the most part. And a lot of this, at least in my experience has been around arts, music, culture, um, fundraising for large organizations like hospice, hospital, um, uh, cancer research, those types of things. So benefits, galas, uh, like obviously, you know, uh, those foundations target people and have large supporters in the affluent community. And those 
people show up to these events. So if you're looking for certain things to spend your time, because our, you know, we don't have a lot of time and we're wondering, pick and choose, where do you want to go? I find like these charity fundraisers, galas, um, anything to do with arts, music, and culture basically are worth looking into. Um, there's lots of other things going on for sure, but I just find like those clients run in those circles and a lot of them support these organizations and these causes. So that's kind of, uh, number one, when I started up here, um, you know, it's, you can't always snag a ticket or it's who, you know, a lot of the times it's who, you know, will get you in the door. So I put together packages and donated and like connected when I saw things advertised in the community um, I reached out to the organizers and asked if they would love, or actually they, they would love, assuming they would love, asked if they would like um, a design package or some type of, you know, something that doesn't, it's a low investment on my end, but it looks appealing and it looks kind of exclusive, um, you know, and we kind of like catch the eyes of these clients. So that's what I did. I did a couple of those. I can't say necessarily that I got much from it long-term, but the exposure was good because usually all these um, galas and organizations will do a big shout out and thank you to their sponsors and supporters. And Mm -hmm. so your name and your business. um, So you could, you could do that. You could offer it a sponsor on some level, like financially. um, And then usually they put your logo or a link on their web pages to your site. So that that comes back to you. So I just, I find that, yeah, those types of um, galas and fundraisers and organizations, that's probably better suited to networking than the average, I, I, my mind's blank now, but you know what I'm saying? Like just yeah, sort of like here even and there. PNI or yeah. things of that nature. I yeah. agree. Now, okay, here's my, where I get a little stuck. Um, do, okay, if you're going, if you're going to go to a gala, let's just say, or yeah. any of these examples. Like they're kind of like event-based, they yes. sound like, right? Yes. Do you go alone? Like, so for example, I'm, I'm going to give you a specific example. I signed up for um, emails from women in business, like in Toronto. So yeah. I'm getting these emails. And there's a um, there's an event, I want to say in November, that is like an entrepreneur award type event. And mm-hmm. it's like, celebrating women in business. And I was like, you know what? I want to go to that. But like, it didn't seem like I should show up there alone. Right? <laughs> I, don't I mean, you can. I so I think you'll probably work alone at a gallery. You'll be more comfortable. Take a friend, like take a friend who's semi-interested in this, that won't sit on their phone the entire night and make you look bad. Take a yeah. friend that you, you know, you think you'd have fun with. Um, so you're a little bit more comfortable. The downside, is, the downside is sometimes when we take a friend or someone familiar, we stick heavily in the corner with that friend and we don't branch out and meet people, which is the whole point of networking, right? So just yeah. kind of be cognizant of that, that you can be comfortable, a little too comfortable. And then you've been there, you've seen, but you didn't meet anyone. And then it kind of is a wash. So I don't know, like go with the oh, front. Yeah. Maybe I do both. Like sometimes I show up alone and kind of play off that. I'll look for, here's a tip. Like I have done a couple of networking little seminars here and there. And the one thing that stuck with me all this time is that look for a small group of people that are standing in a triangle they're not facing each other because if two people are, or three people are facing each other in a circle, it's very hard to break into that. Yeah. If you see a group of people that are sort of, they, ha- they have an open end on one side that's considered technically your triangle, that's yeah. your in because their body language is telling you that they're like, they're in this 
group and they're in a discussion, but their body is open. Like it's, it's physically open to other people and other experiences, even if they don't realize it. So look for a triangle and then wedge yourself into that triangle. And I tend to just my personality, I always use humor. So I might, you know, I might like assess the group really quickly and see who I think is probably feeling a little out of place or a little like, Oh, I'm networking, you know, and sort of cozy up to them and be like, Hey, are you just as, you know, freaked out or anxious as I am? And that's your like, that's your like lead in. That's it's like, boom, you're, you're already, you can have a discussion about, okay, how awkward is networking? And then quickly change it. Cause if all you do is talk about how awkward networking is, it's not really good, Yeah, <laughs> but things like, like things <laughs> like that, look for, look for an in, look for a triangle. If people are standing, not closed in, in a circle, like I said, the triangle, just kind of mosey in there and just, um, you know, start a conversation. And if it's not going well, or it's super awkward, thank them, say, Hey, great. I'm going to go over and grab a drink or I'm going to go talk to so-and-so and then move on, move on. Because if you stand there again and you don't have productive conversation, it's kind of a waste of time as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, when you're at these things, um, I don't know, take a friend, go by yourself. Just how, it just depends on how confident you're feeling. And yeah. um, the other thing too, is I tell myself I'm going to network. My goal is not to land clients, not to establish like a working what's the word? Yeah. Not to land clients. I always go in it with the mindset that I'm here to create connections. I'm here to make relationships because again, at the end of the day, I find most people want to do business with people they know and trust or Mm -hmm. their friends versus strangers. So if you can become this, the friend and the, the connection of trust between these people, you know, after the event is long said and done, when they're thinking back on who, you know, who have I met or who's in my circle of trust, essentially, you know, the people that they feel most comfortable with will pop up. So mindset, again, if you go with the intent, set an intention. If you go with the intent, oh my God, I, you know, um, you know, cash flow is low. I need to land clients. I need to meet the, you know, the top end here. You're probably not going to have a great experience and you're probably going to give off a weird energy and people are super sensitive whether they know it or not they pick up on it all the time um so i set the intention yeah that i'm there to make relationships and if i can be of service and help great that's my entire goal it's like even if it's just one or two people you don't have to work the entire room and you know oh this is the worst when you handle all your business cards you like we've all been there where someone just pops up and here you go here's my card here's my card can i get your card and then boom they're gone like whoever calls those people nobody yeah you need to spend a bit of time and it's foster a relationship, make a connection. And then maybe it's, you know, it's not, the deal's not done there at the event. Maybe you need to go for coffee with that person afterwards. You need to foster a bit of a relationship and grow your connection that way. Because I find referrals come much more organically that way than just showing up, handing out business cards, you know, with the intent, I got to land a client. I have to find my client care. Those are, that's terrible. You got to go and literally just focus on building a relationship and being of service to people. That's when you come from that place of authenticity, people pick up on that 100%. I love that. And how often would you, I guess, how do you gauge like from your own personal experience? Hmm. You know what? I feel like this is a person I might want to reach out and see if they want to have a coffee with me. And, and like, Mm -hmm. if you say that, like, you know, what, what is the context for that when you're talking to them? Like just, Hmm. Um, I well, I kind of like I do it. <laughs> it's weird. Hey, until you start doing them, you kind of think, Oh my gosh, reach out to a stranger and ask them for coffee. You're like, Ugh. 
you know, yeah, I just do it all the time. I'll meet someone and I'll kind of, you know, depending on their energy and their personality, if our values seem in alignment and just our personality or energy, that's kind of a natural way in. If it's, if it's very awkward, not to say that you should write that off, but it's a bit more of a challenge. Um, so when I meet someone, you know, I talk a little bit, we usually find a, a point of commonality and, and like run on that basically, um, because it's safe. And then afterwards, you know, can I get your card? I really enjoyed talking to you. Um, if you're open to it, I think, I think we could have some fun outside of networking. Like I'd love to go for a coffee with you and just get to know you a little bit better. Like it's as simple as that. And if people are open to it, They'll say yes. And if they're not, that's okay. You know, it doesn't mean that you did a really bad job or you're a weirdo and they don't want to go for coffee. It might just be something in their own life or their own, whatever it is. Like don't make assumptions. If you kind of get shut down for a coffee date with someone, there's always another person around the corner. Um, but you don't know unless you ask. And I find for here, for me, for networking, like I would go to different events. Yes. But for me, the most successful connections happen after and it was reaching out, going for coffee and, um, honestly, just building a relationship with people. It's all about the relationship. Mm-hmm. Truly. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine that, eh? <laughs> it sounds so simple, but it's, know. <laughs> we just t- attack it the wrong way sometimes because we're, you know, eager or we're, we're like I said, low on cash. On yeah. Yeah. It's and it's just like, the wrong intention. It's going to be a big thing. It's just, See what happens. Um, Take the pressure off of yourself to land a client. You should, this is just my, what I would say, never go to a networking event with the goal of landing a job or a client. Go with the intent and the goal of making one awesome new friend, whether that's like professional, personal, whatever. Um, It just changes the whole purpose of why you're there and it changes your energy and it takes the pressure off of you and you just have more fun. You enjoy yourself. And when you're more relaxed and enjoy yourself, people are drawn to that. Um, okay. And if you're awkward and feeling uncomfortable, no one's yeah. drawn to that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Yeah. Hopefully you will roll with it. Okay. So we're at me and you are at a networking event right now. Which would be so much fun, by the way. I just yes, have would. to tell you, we I have to, we have to find a way to make that happen one day, Michelle. <laughs> I know. I, you know what I hope? I hope that I am in a triangle and, and really given off the open vibe and you've kind yeah. of in yeah it's something funny to me and then I say to you oh cool like you're so nice to meet you what do you do mm-hmm. like I say what do you do like for a living so what do you what, yeah what, what do, do I say your exact response to that oh I'm like hey well I say I have um I have two interior design companies I'm just recently sort of newish to the area um but yeah I have an interior design firm and um I've been doing this for 15 years and See, now you caught me off guard. I don't know what to say. <laughs> but it's something along the lines of, like, you know, people are always, this comes up in forums too. It's like, how do you advertise yourself without sounding too, yeah. hmm, okay, right? I, I hate, I, I, can't, oh, I hate to use the word hate, but I actually hate elevator pitches. I just love it when someone is like organic and they might, like I just did, I screwed up and I sort of yeah. laugh about it. And then I go back to it and just flat out, I don't dance around. I'm like, I, I'm an interior designer. Um, I work with residential and commercial people and 
you know, uh, we just, I have so much fun. I like get to like play with other people's money and build beautiful homes and create, you know, really welcoming and safe spaces for people. And I just, yeah, that's what I do. Then flip it back to them, ask a question, take it off of you. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, that's one thing I'm pretty good at. I like to ask people questions about themselves because everybody likes to talk about themselves. Right. Um, it's funny because the elevator pitch is a struggle for me too. So sometimes like you listen to these gurus, who will like share with you their elevator pitch. And I'm like, I would mm-hmm. feel like, even though it's like, you know, I'm, I help entrepreneurs uh, make more money mm-hmm. and love their lives. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know what? Nobody, nobody. I know. Nobody I know what you're saying. Sound it right sounds now. so inauthentic. Nobody talks that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, you almost feel like asking like, okay, so what do you really do? Yeah, you know, like yeah, that yeah, doesn't, it sounds, like um, marketing line. Well, like, exactly. You're being marketed to. And I think people get that right off the bat. So yeah. It's strange because some people coach you to do just that. You have to like market yourself in like 20 seconds or less and you should perfect the elevator. You should, but it shouldn't sound like inauthentic. Right. It's just got to be like normal conversation and roll off your tongue. And there's ways to do that. Um, And it's just literally being confident in yourself and your career choice and everything. Like it's all these ducks in a row, right? But for me, I find the, the easiest way to sometimes lead in with people is like when I do screw up, when I'm not perfect and polished, you know, it's still, you're still professional, but if you can have a laugh, cause you're like, oh man, you put me on the spot and like, oh, this is where I choke or, yeah. you know, you can, and then you lead into it. Like it just makes you more of like a human. You're down to earth. You're normal. They're probably feeling the same way. I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect in business and um, we can be, and we should be professional, but I don't think we should lose touch with our personality and what, like our essence and what makes us us, because that is what people, the right people, the people you're looking for. And you know, when the right people will show up, they, they connect with that so much faster than this pitch and the spiel that we have to practice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, if you can laugh at yourself, like there's, you, you do have to be fairly confident a person yeah. to be able to just like, be like, oh crap, like that's, that was embarrassing or whatever. Yeah. Just like laugh it off and make a joke about it. Cause yeah. you know, other, or rather than just kind of go like, oh my God, yeah. I'm freaking yeah. right now. I know. <laughs> and I think that, that that does come across. Like if you can do that, people <clears throat> are, can be like, okay, yeah. like this person's confident enough to laugh at herself. True. Um, I think also too, when you, if you're breaking in, let's, since we're talking about the triangle, if you're breaking into someone else's triangle, you should go in there without, you know, Hey, I'm so-and-so. What do you like? So what do you do? That's like asking someone about, they're talking about the weather. It's such a cop out and like, ugh, bore, um, break into the triangle and calm or compliment somebody right away on something like, wow, man, those shoes are fantastic. I've been, I spotted those over across yeah. the room. I had to come take a look at them. Like things like that, or someone's jewelry or just whatever it may be. Yeah. If you lead in with a compliment and it's authentic, it's not just, you know, oh, hey, cool, you know, I like your coat. Um, people, again, it's, it's just disarming and their, their guard comes down and they want to talk to you. So if you can ask, I always find if you ask people questions and you let them talk about themselves, they will leave that interaction feeling like you were the most interesting person that night. It's kind of a bizarre psychology. Yeah. But when you let people talk about themselves, again, they, they feel like they can trust you. They let their guards down. Um, and they leave that interaction feeling like you're really, you are an interesting person when they maybe have done all the talking. It's bizarre. You should try it actually, but it works. 
I, I mean, I, I do like that. I know Dave always jokes. Dave is my partner. He always jokes <laughs> mm-hmm. that like anytime we go anywhere, mm-hmm. um, I get people to like tell me everything. Like they, yes. they like dive, they end up crying or something. Oh, which sounds bad. But like I'm at a wedding and all of a sudden like the person's yes. like telling me all this crazy stuff about themselves <laughs> and like borderline crying and tell like uh-huh. divulging everything to me because I'm just like tell me everything, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and people do like that. <laughs> they do. They warm up to that. Maybe, maybe that's a wedding and the context is different. <laughs> um, you don't but, need to have somebody crying at a network. No, it's a bit awkward. no, no. At a wedding, no, for it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you can, that's another tip is like in a networking situation, compliment someone, ask someone questions. Like what can you talk about besides the weather? Honestly, there's so many, there's so much more to talk about like kids, your dog, um, if there's an event happening within the community, um, find out like what they do for a living, but don't just leave it there. Like ask some specifics or tell me, you can always say, if you don't know what to say and they, they've answered your question, just say, Oh, tell me more about that. Because if you, you, you throw it back to them, they'll open up and keep telling you, they'll just keep going till you yeah. like, okay, that's great. Thanks. I have to move on. If you're stuck, that's like, this is what one of my coaches has told me too, is, um, if you're stuck in the moment, just, you know, Oh, tell me more, tell me more. I'm sure that's got an amazing story behind it. Tell me more. People will open up and just talk your ear off. Yeah, I think that's a great advice because sometimes people also, like I know for myself, I always feel like, okay, well, I need, I probably should stop talking now. Because it's like a fine line between like telling them about yourself and then just going on. TMI. To- yeah. Yes. So it's yeah, like, that gets awkward I mean, quick. permission to keep going and then, yeah. you know. Yes. Um, what I feel like you told me this and I could be wrong. Did you start or are you involved in your own oh, yeah. actually creating your own networking type circle that's happening? Okay. So here's, yes, I was, yes. Um, this is actually, so when you're asking like, what should you, what events should you go to? What things should you get involved with? I highly recommend joining the board of some organization, whether it be in your industry, um, some professional organization, there's rotary, um, there's, you know, there you go. There's cancer, like all these great causes that attract great people. You can join the board of an organization that caters to networking for women or women in business. Um, perfect. That's what I did. I, there was an opening, um, for Kelowna women in business. Um, there were two spots on the board at the time and I was sitting at an event and it just kind of clicked with me that, you know what? My circle of peers and my circle of professional contacts had kind of hit the walls. Like it's kind of grown because I'm still just doing everything within the same group of people. So you can only grow so much. And I just had told myself my goal for that year was like to expand my network, spread my little wings and literally meet as many people as possible that year. That was my goal. It was to become as local and as familiar as possible. So all of a sudden, like, but not really all of a sudden, because honestly, when you ask for things, they show up. Yeah. Um, yeah. These two spots were open on the board of this Kelowna women in business and, um, yeah, I, I, vol- it's a, vo- it's volunteer, it's nonprofit, you don't get paid. So, I mean, you do need to put in time, but what you get out of it, if you, if you put into it, you know, authentically and you work it, you get so much more out of it than what you put into it usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked, yeah, it just kind of worked out that the president was stepping down, um, and positions were changing and, and opening up. And, um, I, I am now the president of Kelowna women in business and, 
That's it's not, a, that's amazing. Right. And I've only been here. This is my fourth year in Kelowna period, like this October. And I've yeah. only been on in the organization for just under two years. Um, but I have to tell you the platform that that gives you within the community, because now you have affiliations with, um, universities and the college and, um, tech organizations, women in tech and, um, women's enterprise center. Like there's so many other groups that want to collaborate, at least in this city and support one another. And now you're sort of with the, you know, the board, you're one of a few that is like the face of this organization and leading this organization. So for a professional, from a professional standpoint, it's really accelerated my reach within the community because, you know, uh, we're growing this organization. Um, the face of the group is changing. It's getting a lot of, uh, leverage and it's also getting a lot of momentum. So, you know, when you talk about the group, you know, there's nine of us and like we become more familiar in the community, we become the face of this group. So not only has it helped business wise, but just, you know, professionally, it's, um, it's just given me a platform within the community that I would have taken much longer to grow. I think honestly, if I had just mm. been trudging along on my own or just, you know, attending one thing here, one thing there. So if I, if I can suggest anything is get on the board of directors, um, so when you say there's, into an organization. You say there's nine of you or eight of you, is that you mean? There, uh, there's nine. There's nine board, uh, there's nine board gotcha. members in, yeah, that we, we organize and run the group. And we have, I think, we have over 140 something members. And we reach over, like on our social media platforms, it's over 2,000, which doesn't sound like a lot. But coming from, I think over a year ago, we only had 250 followers. Yeah. We've grown it to 2,000 plus in the last year and a bit. So, and it keeps growing. So, yeah. I mean... It is what you make of it and how much time you put into it, you'll get back. But I just find, yeah, I just found that joining the board, um, because you're just, you're with a group of like-minded people usually, and people are always referring out within that group. Um, so you might not get direct business from your membership, um, you know, immediately, but you start growing connections and affiliations. And then when you're working with other groups in the city and organizations, you become that familiar face and that person, that go-to person. So if you can spare the time, I know it's, yeah, it's a lot. Honestly, it's like another full-time job that you don't get paid for, um, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it on so many levels, not just the the platform and the visibility. Like I get, it's like my karma, you know, and it's like my passion is mentoring women in business. So I get so much out of it, but it's also helped my business and my, you can put it, like I have a little blurb on my website about community yeah. involvement. I find a lot of people, the, the climate is changing um, in business too. You know, it's about giving back. It's about charity work. It's about karma. It's about yeah. social entrepreneurism. So it's also a nice little thing to have on my website that not only this is what our company is and what we do, but this is what the founder of the company is involved with and her values. And someone, you know, looking through a sea of interior designers on Google might resonate more with that than someone who just shows pretty pictures and like just has a bio about their company. Mm. Right. So if you can like leverage yourself and, and find that platform, join a board. Um, because you'll, you'll make so many more connections and you'll become much more, um, public that way too. I, I'm certain that I will for sure do that one day. I'm not mm-hmm. going to do that this year. I can tell mm-hmm. you that. I feel like I'm, <laughs> it's I'm a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot yeah. of time. And it's like, um, even just like building my business from nothing, like the learning mm-hmm. curve that I'm like working mm-hmm. with right now. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot, but I, I 
promise you, I will absolutely be doing that one day. And it's like, for me, it's like figuring out, you know, the board of what and, and yep. networking and going to these events to figure out like, what am I resonating with in order to yeah. figure out what is a good match for me too. Yeah. Uh, I think that's freaking wicked advice that I'm not convinced is going to be something that other podcasts talking about networking. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I, until I met you, I never heard that advice. And I just think it's really, like, I think that's really, really good advice. Well, yeah. It's sort of, you sort of like a lot of us, and I mean, guilty of it too. You like quick, what can you do quick for the most return? You yeah. know? And it's, you think, okay, go to this event, go to this event, go to this coffee thing. And it's just like, sometimes that's just, that's, it's fun, but it's more social club. It's not yeah. actually productive. Yeah. So the most productive things, like, it's like, you know, it takes time. It takes time to build it up. It takes time to build a platform. But once you've invested and put the time into that, like the rewards you will reap for that long-term yeah. far outweigh the fast and quick and easy and dirty things you can do, you know, that you think will gain you traction that really, it's just more of a social thing. It's not actually building leverage yeah. long-term. Totally. And, and I do feel like a lot of people are always looking for like that quick, like golden ticket to success. And it's like, you know what, it's consistency. It's Mm -hmm. putting in the time. It doesn't have to be like hard work per se, but Mm -hmm. you do have to kind of commit to that. Um, Mm -hmm. So for me earlier this month, just because you were talking about Rotary and just for the listeners, um, I was toying between BNI and Rotary. Rotary for me was a friend of mine's husband is a Rotarian in mm-hmm. a nearby city. And he told me, well, first of all, the vol- it's, it's very heavily charity-based, like volunteer work, raising mm-hmm. funds for various organizations in the community. So it, it's not one specific thing that you're raising money for. And that was always something I wanted to be doing was like volunteer work of some sort. Um, and this is to me kind of kills two birds, one stone. Mm-hmm. And B and I had, I had some, just actually somebody had invited me and it just, I was like, you know what, I'm going to check it out. And after toying with like, which one do I want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt way more connected to rotary. And to mm-hmm. be honest, I liked it also because it really pushes me out of my element. So I also heard that uh, he told me like, there's a lot of, you know, fairly wealthy people in mm-hmm. Rotary. So that played a role, but I, and, and because of that, it's like the, when I show up, I feel like the youngest person there, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is great, but also just yeah. it sometimes makes me feel like a child, um, which also <laughs> it makes me feel slightly insecure, but yeah. it, to me, it's a good thing. And, um, you know, there's like lawyers there. There's like people who are very clearly retired, but mm-hmm. like most of the people there have second homes and, and mm-hmm. all this. And it's, and it's every single week you meet weekly. And I thought, you know what? I decided to go with Rotary versus BNI because BNI was like, you were saying the same thing every week out loud to people. And it didn't feel super authentic. And, and this other, like with Rotary, I felt like, First of all, it's really pushing me out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. These people make me feel like slightly inadequate, which <laughs> maybe not a good thing, but it's good because I'm making myself do something that's exactly very you are you're growing, you know, and that's like the, that should be the goal in life in general yeah. is to grow and never stay, you know, um, complacent, but you're growing. And if you are, for those who don't know what BNI is, it's like a referral based Network. networking in yes and I, like not to poo-poo bni because no. i have several friends who do bni there's they they get tons of work from it i just found for myself 
you know, going once a week, seeing the same people, they basically, it's mandated that you give referrals consistently, that you go and you connect with the people within the group. You have to give mm-hmm. them referrals. Like it just, and I found the nature of like our business, we're very specialized and it's very, it's a niche thing. You know, if you're yep. selling a product, it's 40 bucks. You can, you can do a turnover and sell that consistently. And people can refer that out because you run out of it and you need to buy it. And it's not a huge investment, but with us, not everyone's building a home. Not everyone's doing a renovation. Not everyone needs custom window coverings like at that moment. So for me, I found it hard and I couldn't blame them, but for people to refer my services out wasn't happening a whole lot. And I just, you know, you get to know people over time and sometimes you don't like the people that's in, that are in your group. Like, let's just yeah. be real. You're not going to give them business for whatever reason, but you are mandated and you're paying yeah. to go. You're mandated yep. to refer them out. And it just, for me, it just wasn't, I use that word authentic. I don't want it to be corny. It just, it was not authentic. It wasn't my jam at all. So yeah. it does work for some people. You have to try it out for yourself to see what works for you. But again, I think the bottom line is whatever feels the most organic and natural, um, but also pushes you out of your comfort zone is where you're going to show up as the best version of yourself. If you're going to a group because you have to, you paid into it. Mm. Yeah. You're not, it's not good. The magic isn't there, you know, it's yep. like, so for you, it sounds like rotary is, although it scares you a little bit, you have a wealth of potential relationships to build off of that could potentially be a great business move for you. And, and at the end of the day, even if like, let's say none of that happens, I still got to do lots of great charity mm-hmm. work, raise money True. for people and, and do good in the community, yeah. which is really awesome. Yeah. Um, but going back to what you're saying at the end of the day, like whether it's BNI, which is like you said, there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. BNI. It's, it's all about like, everybody's different and that's exactly different groups because if there was if everybody should join one group there would just be one group yes <laughs> you just gotta, like you got to go out there figure out what works for you and maybe mm-hmm. after a year rotary won't be for me and maybe I'll mm-hmm. have found something I connect with more I don't know at this point but yeah I decided after like dating that I was like I was going to meetings yes. for them for a while <laughs> and I was like, okay and I started to get paralyzed with the decision of like which is the right one and then I thought you know what no. I need to make a decision by the end of the week and I'm going to go with my gut. And then there yeah. was a whole lot of like, I feel bad going back and telling these BNI people, especially one in particular who ended up being a client of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt some guilt about that, but I was like, I can't, I can't make decisions based on guilt towards how other people no. respond to it. No, but I did it can't. and I feel good about it. And, but I'm telling you, each and every week it's, I get like nervous to go to that meeting and it's awkward because I will say, like, I wouldn't, these are, none of these people really feel like they're much, many of them are much older than me and Mm -hmm. it's hard to like super connect with them, Mm -hmm. but I'm keeping a very open mind about it. Yeah. Well, now you have some tools you can, on your drive there, you're gripping the steering wheel, you're telling yourself, they want to meet me. This will be fun. This will be easy. I'm a breath of fresh air because I'm younger. Like, switch it around. And just because they're older and you can't connect, how many, you know, you think of like older generations love connecting with the younger generations when they get the opportunity because they are a breath of fresh air, you know? So you got to switch that story around literally. And then look for the triangle. (laughs) (laughs) And then you just sit down and eat lunch together. Like that's literally, yeah, there you go. And then talk about great talk about things that kind of, you know, stimulate the conversation. If you just go and like, what do you do? I'm a lawyer. And look at the weather today, blah, blah, blah. You know, tell me more. How did you get into law? Like just flip the script and ask them 
as many questions as you possibly can. And like, listen, obviously don't just keep asking questions, but <laughs> the more you can sort of say, tell me more. And like, they will tell you stories and they're, they, you know, like what's the most awkward client you ever had or what was the, you know, you can go to that because people love talking about that stuff. They just don't always get the opportunity to do that. So yeah. there's little things like that. And like very quickly you can become the cool young hip chick in this older group of people and you can flip that script around and then you're sort of like, when you show up, they're like, Oh, Michelle's here. Yay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. So is there anything else that I didn't ask about networking that you were like keen to, to share or that you feel like is important that I, that you want to talk about? Mm. Or do you feel like we covered? Jeez. We've covered a lot, right? I we've covered so a lot. Too. I think honestly, just the most important thing this is truly for me, what has been great is like set the intention to go and make a new relationship. And then you're there to network, but you're there to help. You're there to be of service. If the opportunity comes up, if it doesn't, it's okay. You didn't fail. You didn't blow your ticket. You didn't, you had, you tried something new and you never know, you know, you're passing by or you rub shoulders with someone. You never know what's going to stick and what will come up later. And, you know, people like to keep, names and businesses in their back pocket for when they need it. They might not need it that exact moment. Um, but just go with the intention of creating a fabulous relationship with someone new and you're going to get the business card of someone you feel like you can connect with, that you feel you've got something in common with and you want to go for coffee with them afterwards to get to know them better and take business off the table. That's actually, there you go. That's the nugget. Go to networking events, but take business off the table and just show up as yourselves and you know, the right people will, will be attracted to you. The, the clients that aren't, that's okay. There's like, there's people for everyone. Um, don't let that discourage you. Uh, but just, but don't let it keep you from going, you know, the next time you just, it's just all about trial and error and take business off the table. And I find the most successful networking, networking happens when you're, the focus is on relationships and not business at all. Love it. Okay, yeah. Kristen, why don't you share with us again, for those of us, or the, I mean, not us, but those, those <laughs> who haven't um, listened to episode four, tell yeah. everybody where they can, what your website is and where they should follow you on social media. Sure. Our, so our company is Urban Theory Interior Design, um, urbantheoryinteriordesign.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, go check us out and this has been awesome, Michelle. I like, I'm a fan. I know you feel like you're a newbie and you're just figuring stuff out, but like, I already think you're awesome. And you're, you're, you're just, I see you growing, you know, it's awesome. And it's, thank you for reaching out and like, including me because I get a lot out of this as well, you know? So I really appreciate this. Thank you. We already decided that you're going to be like one of these recurring guests. Yeah. All right, party peeps, there you have it. Crispin Butterfield taking the stage for a second time on my podcast. Thank you so much, Crispin. I super appreciate it. This podcast has reminded me that I need to work a little harder on my networking efforts. I really think that I've done some great work, but I think there's definitely more work to be done. So I need to get on it. Um, here's to meeting some people who are maybe a little bit out of my comfort zone, aka people with a lot of money. God, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? I shouldn't say these things. I really hope clients don't listen to this. It doesn't necessarily put me in the best light, but it's real. Anyways, guys, if you liked this podcast, please like and subscribe. Not like, please subscribe and leave a review. 
Um, I've told you before, but the reason I want you to do that is to help me meet my trifecta goal, which is to talk to three of my design heroes, Studio McGee, Amber Interiors, Lurk and Linen. And if they, if we don't have any listeners, then they're probably not really going to feel like I'm worthy to talk to. So let's make it happen, guys. Leave a review. Hopefully it actually shows up because people keep telling me they're leaving reviews and it doesn't show up. So thanks for nothing, Apple Podcasts. Anyways, guys, if you want to follow along my journey, you can also go to businesshomies.com. Follow me on Facebook, Business Homies. Uh, it's a closed group where I share it all. Anyways, guys, that's all I got for you this week. Bye, homies. We're just going to talk about whatever comes up. If we get on a tangent. About I was like, what are we talking about today? I don't even know. We're talking about networking. Oh, shit. Right. Yeah. Right.